Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Matthew chapter number 9, uh, Matthew chapter number 9, I'll give you a simple little thought out of here, Matthew chapter number 9, and uh, see what the Lord will give us tonight, Matthew chapter number 9, and um, uh, Brother Matt, I know it's warm outside, uh, uh, but when you go down the fellowship hall, will you make sure the coffee pot's plugged up, and we got a good fresh pot of coffee, amen, all God's young and said on that, Amen. The rest of y'all that don't drink black coffee, I'll pray for you. Amen. And um, I'm pretty excited about that, to be honest with you tonight. Matthew chapter number 9, and uh, it's never too hot to drink coffee. Amen. And uh, Matthew chapter number 9. I don't see how people drink cold coffee. Cold coffee's nasty. Now, a cold brew coffee is different, but just straight cold coffee is nasty. I just don't. If it's Luke, it's nasty. I want it hot, amen. And um, that cold brew stuff, y'all be, I'm in the pulpit. I'm very careful talking about cold brew, isn't I? We are in low gap. <laughs> I got any mason jars? Somebody holler amen for mason jars. But anyway, um, <laughs> y'all don't act like you're so dignified sitting here tonight. What am I talking about? I'm talking about cold brew coffee, but it's not cold coffee, is it, Miss Stephanie? It's different. And uh, Miss Stephanie, y'all ever drunk any Miss Stephanie's coffee? You know, let me tell you the reason she makes good coffee. It's all because of the lady sitting beside of her tonight. She taught her everything that she knows about coffee. And that's uh, a running joke. Anytime I go in there and I see her mom, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get good coffee today. If her and Cassie's in there, you just never know. And uh, no, I'm wicked, man. I love going over there and uh, getting a cup of coffee. Matthew chapter number 9. I want to read you just a verse here. Then I'm going to read you a couple verses in Luke. And I, I got two points tonight. I'm, I promise you I'm not going to be long. We're going to go enjoy fellowship tonight. But I want to give this to you. The Bible said, I'm just going to let you remain seated. The Bible said in Matthew chapter number 10, let's start in verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. And I say this to you tonight, when we see the multitudes around us that doesn't know God as their Savior, it should move us with compassion. The Bible said this, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. The Bible said in verse 37, Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send, he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now look with me in Luke chapter number Luke chapter number 10. The Bible said this, and I'm going to pick up reading in verse number 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent two and two before his face into every city and place whether himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his house. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us tonight. I pray, God, that you'd give us the words that we need to say. God, I thank you, Lord, for our church, and I pray, God, that you'd bless it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The Bible here is what is known 
These verses is what is known as the great commission uh, that Jesus is giving tonight. Here's what Jesus is saying to us tonight. He said that, as he said in John chapter number four, that we need to lift up our eyes uh, and look upon the fields for they're already white unto harvest. Now what you've got to understand about John chapter number four is this. Uh, uh, you need to understand the geographical location of where they was at, but probably also uh, the time of the year that it was. And the harvest there, uh, the fields was ready to be harvested. Uh, and he was saying, look at the whiteness or the readiness of the field. Uh, they are ready to be harvested. And what Jesus is doing uh, is likening that to a lost man, a lost man or a lost woman, uh, lost boys and lost girls. And he's saying this, look on the fields, they are ready for a harvest. Now, you know what, there's a lot of people that I really believe in all of my heart would get saved if they had a clear presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want you to note I said two, but I'm going to give you three things tonight, all right? Number one, I want you to note this. I want you to note the plentiness of the harvest, the plentiness of it. What did the Bible say? Then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. The harvest truly is plenteous. I want you to raise your hand with me right here tonight if you know somebody like this. If you know somebody that is lost tonight, would you raise your hand with me? You know what we need to do? Lift up our eyes and look on the fields for their white to harvest. What did he say? Here's what he said. He said, the, the, but when he saw the multitude, he was moved. And then he said this, then saith unto him, the, uh, the his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. The harvest truly is plenteous. You know what our main focus should be at Amazing Grace Baptist Church tonight? The harvest that is plenteous. The harvest that is plenteous. I understand that there's times that God moves people from one church to another. I completely understand that. But our church cannot be built just on those that's leaving one church and going to another. There's a lot of people today that does not know God as their Savior. There's a lot of people within just two or three miles of this church that if they was to die, they would die and go to a devil's hell. You say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this, the harvest is plenteous tonight. There's plenty tonight. Matter of fact, you take all the churches in Surrey County and then you take 75 to 76,000 people that's here in our county. Can I say this? There's plenty to go around. It's plenteous tonight. Number one, the harvest is plenteous. Number two, I not only see the plentiness, but number two, I see the pity tonight. I see the pity. What is the pity? Well, watch what your Bible says. But the laborers are few. What a shame tonight. But the laborers are few. You say, preacher, what does that mean? Here's what that means tonight. There's a lot of people that would get saved if somebody would just go tell them. Amen. The laborers are few. The laborers, can I ask you something tonight? What are you doing to further the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? 
Can I ask you something tonight? Who have you told about God this week? Who have you invited to the house of the Lord this week? Who have you invited to the things of God and told them the goodness of God this week? The problem is this, if we was all honest within ourselves, it would be a crying shame to know just how few people we have invited to church this week. Why? The harvest is plenteous because of the pity. The labors are few. Um, we're fixing here in the, the very close days, as a matter of fact, in April, to pick our visitation program back up. We've really not had a structured visitation program since COVID hit. We was very structured prior to that, but we've really not had a structured visitation program since. You know what we're fixing to do, man, in April? We're fixing to pick that back up. And out of a crowd this size, probably... On a Thursday night visitation, we'll have 15. You say, preacher, what's the problem? Why, why are you saying that's a pity? Here's the reason that's a pity. Because the harvest is plenteous. The harvest is plenteous. You, a lot of people have this mindset today. Well, I'm saved, my family's saved, and that's all that matters. What if somebody else would have had that mindset that shared the gospel with you? Is anybody hearing the preacher tonight? What if the world had that mindset? Here's what it would be. We would have never got saved. Thank God somebody saw the need of reaching someone else, and that's the reason we're here tonight. Number one, I see the plenteous. Number two, I see the pity tonight. He said the labors are few. The labors are few. You know what? We give out that. There it is. We give out that just a minute ago. And you know what? There is. There's a place on there for you to serve. There's a, you say, preacher, I don't have nowhere to serve. There's a place for you to serve at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. The problem, <laughs> the problem is this a lot of times. Don't nobody get mad right now. Okay, we're going to celebrate the pastor's wife in just a minute. But the problem is this a lot of times. They want to serve as long as they can be seen. They want to serve as long as they can be seen. I, I give this to you. I'm not tooting my whistle, but I'm just going to give you an illustration of myself and, and Miss Leslie and Miss Rebecca, my sister. Many of you know we do youth camp. Matter of fact, kids, we gotta go to, we've got to know tonight if you're going to youth camp. But we do youth camp, and we do it for ages 10 to 18. And um, uh, last year we had close to 300 kids in youth camp. And, man, we just, it's, 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 it's the week of the year, man. If you've never been to youth camp, if you've never worked in youth camp, it's just, we just have a ball. We have a ball. And um, we all are sleep deprived. We're all mad at the end of it. We all hate each other at the end of it. But God's still good. And, uh, no, I'm just speaking, man. It, it is, isn't it, Brother Josh? It's an awesome week. And last year in youth camp, if you've ever been to Woodland Baptist Church, there's, there's like 497 glass doors across the front of that church. And um, uh, whenever we go to youth camp, we don't ask their janitorial staff to do anything. We, we go in that week and we do everything. We had had people working. Brother David Edwards is over the janitorial part of it with foothills. He had had people working, but there was one afternoon that everybody was tired. It was like Wednesday afternoon, and we sent everybody home. And me and Miss Leslie and Miss Rebecca was out there, and Miss Leslie was vacuuming, <laughs> vacuuming and mopping, vacuuming. <laughs> it's when you got a vacuum in this hand and a mop in this hand, you vacuuming then. <laughs> 
she was vacuuming and mopping, and me and Miss Rebecca, we were scrubbing those windows. There was an individual from that church walked by, and here's what they said. I saw my hands and knees because, man, I can't stand a streak in a window and I can't stand to clean windows because they got streaks in them. So I just have to clean them 937 times and when there's 437 windows and you clean them 937 times and then you know 300 kids is fixing to walk through there and put their hands right back on them. I was out there on my hands and knees and, man, I was scrubbing it. We were singing and laughing and cutting up. Miss Leslie was vacuuming. Miss Rebecca was cleaning the, the glass over at the nursery. We was all just enjoying life. And one of the people walked by and said, what are y'all doing? I said, excuse me? They said, what are y'all doing? I said, uh, cleaning. And they said, why are you cleaning? And I said, because the doors need to be cleaned and the floor needs to be cleaned and the nursery needs to be cleaned and the commodes need to be scrubbed and there's a bunch of commodes at that church to scrub. <laughs> Some of y'all know. I said, the commodes has got to be scrubbed. And they said, but why are y'all doing that? I said, because it needs to be done. And they said, well, where's everybody else at? And I said, we sent them back to rest this afternoon. I said that to say this. It don't matter what quote unquote position you have, there's a place to serve. And a lot of people, they want to serve as long as they can be seen. It has nothing to do to be with seen. It has nothing to do with, you know what, if we can't get down on our hands and knees and scrub a floor, somebody say amen right there. If we can't scrub a toilet, then, hey, as good as God's been to us, have we reached a level that we can serve, but this is the only place. This is the only place. No, the pity is the laborers are few. There's plenty of places. There's a plenteous harvest tonight. Watch this. And I'm done. I'm number one, I'm going to have to quit or I'm going to lie to you tonight. Number one, I see the plenteous. Number two, I see the pity. But number three, I see the praying. He said, pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into this field. Can I tell you something tonight that I find interesting? Unless I've misread something, this is pretty much the only time that Jesus gives a prayer request. And you know what he prays for? Laborers. He said, here's what I want you to pray for. I want you to pray for laborers. I want to give you a prayer request tonight. Let's pray for laborers. I didn't say let's pray for new people to come into the church. I said let's pray for laborers. Let's pray that we find our place in the ministry at Amazing Grace Baptist Church and we do it. And you know what I thought about this? A lot of times we think about this position or that position. But you know what? This morning, I'm going to use him as an illustration because I can. I know he won't get upset. This morning, Brother Charlie was in his place. His place was the, it was a short notice. I, I, I texted Miss Leslie yesterday afternoon. And I said, this parking lot's a mess. Brother Tim, we put 2,000 gallons of water. You ought to have seen it before we put 2,000 gallons of water on that parking lot yesterday. And I said, it's a mess. Text Brother Matt, have Brother Matt get in touch with Brother Charles and, and see if he can take care of parking today. And it wasn't but just a few minutes, I seen that old Toyota truck come up a hill, Brother Joe. Brother Charles come driving up. You know what he's doing? He was seeing uh, 
what his mission field for the day looked like. That's what it was. The parking lot was his field for the day. You know what he done? He said, well, we can put them here and we can put them here and we can do this and we can do that. And I said, Brother Charles, I know you'll put them wherever you can put them. Just take care of it. Man, I know you'll do a good job with it. You know what happened this morning? Brother Charles was in his place making sure he had the people he needed. He had the places he needed. And you know what he done? He got you in here. He got. I know he had help, but he oversaw that. Now watch this. One day I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to give an account for preaching this morning and putting my whole heart into it. And I'm going to get a reward from the Lord if I was faithful to that. Brother Charles is going to be the same way. He's going to stand before God and he's going to give an account for the position that he had. And you know what? God's going to reward him for his faithfulness just like he would reward me for my faithfulness. Why? Because we're all on the same team and we're all serving the same God. When I say pray tonight, I say pray for laborers. Pray for those people that will be in their place and that they'll serve in their place and they'll take their place serious. He said, pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers. Say, preacher, what do we need at Amazing Grace? Number one, we need the touch of God Number two, we need souls to be saved. But for us to see souls saved, somebody has got to labor. Somebody's got to labor. Lift up your eyes and look on the field for already white unto harvest. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers to his father.